Well, hello everyone and welcome to another show of Renovating Riches Radio or in Spanish, Renovando Riquezas. I'm Dennis Rodriguez with my, co with my co-host, Ricardo Rosales. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Carlos Trevino from Do Right Foundation. And if you're watching us on YouTube or any of the video channels, you will recognize that we are not at our regular studio. You might hear some music in the background and it's because we're transmitting today from Spring, Texas at the Bareback Bar and Ice House. Right, Which is Ricardo? actually a very nice venue. Uh, there's actually a couple of guys out there playing darts right now, a few other people drinking beer. And we're doing this right before our event in spring. Which you are all invited to come next month, April last 20 something. Monday, last Monday of the month. Yep. And um, just make sure you're here next time. This is actually a nice venue. So come on over, get some free beers. Our sponsors like Carlos is gonna buy you a beer. And it's unlimited and you can play darts, pool, you know, just network. Yeah, most together. important is about networking, real estate, and uh, business in general. So let's uh, welcome Carlos to our podcast. And this is going to be a really good one. We haven't talked about foundation in the, the almost two years we have been recording this. So, Carlos, first of all, how are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you for being here with us. So, do right, do right Foundation. There's a very popular saying in Houston that there's two types of houses in Houston, right? Houses that have foundation problems and houses that will have foundation problems. So with that being said, can you generally explain what is the problem with the Houston ground that all houses eventually will have foundation problems? It's, most of the houses are built on gumbo in Houston. And then the weather, you know, when it rains, the ground swells up and it push the house up. And then when it dries, when we hit the drought, like. June, July, August, September, the hottest months of the year, the ground will shrink and the house will settle. And then when it rains and it swells back up, it doesn't go all the way back up where it was initially where it was built. So okay. Over the years, it just, you know, just the ground contracting. It makes the house, it settles. So, other than calling you every, I don't know, 10, 15 years to fix the foundation, is there something that people can really do to avoid having these issues because like I've, in new construction i guess you know if you're gonna build a new house then i'm well, pretty we, sure you can build a thick foundation of i don't know what well yeah go ahead but i mean it you're still gonna have some type of foundation you see unless you use bell bottom period you know the builders period when they build the slab initially they'll put the bell bottom pierce in there okay or some builder spirits what they're called and uh but to answer your other question about the house shifting to try to avoid that situation you use soaker holes Okay, and so uh, so that does work because I've heard that yes, in that. Houston you have to water the foundation. Oh, like to go and so you know, like probably in the other forty-nine states or cities all over the place, you water your garden for the flowers and the grass. In Houston, you water the foundation. Right. <laughs> okay. So yeah. in your dry months, you go and water the foundation. Yes, pretty sir. Much. You use a soaker hose. You can use it like 30, 45 minutes once or twice a week. Okay. You can buy a timer and set it on a timer. Okay. And it'll turn off and on by yourself so you don't forget to go out So, will the sprinklers for the garden... Oh, I was going to ask that. <laughs> you know, help that with that? Uh, yeah, but sometimes you want it to be right up on the foundation. Okay. So, I guess that soaker hose goes right against the, the, the foundation. Correct. So, it seeps through. Correct. Huh. You know, I've, I've, I heard that when I first moved to Houston and someone was talking about foundations, they talk about water in the foundation. I thought they were crazy. Then I read somewhere that it really doesn't help. But last week, Ricardo and I were at a house. I can't remember exactly which one, but it was a, a very old house 
that had very good foundation. Yeah, in Bay City. And, in, and we asked the lady, have you done any foundation work? And she said, no, but my dad installed some hoses and we water the foundation every year. We've been doing it since we bought the house brand new and have never had foundation issues. So that to me was kind of like a flag there saying, yeah, it does work. And I recommend a lot of times I'll go look at a house that has very little movement. It'll have some movement. And I'll recommend them to put soaker hoses mm -hmm. instead of trying to, you know, spend a ton of money or fixing their foundation. So it, it could be probably an easy, I don't want to say cheap, because I don't know how expensive well, your, your the, the hoses are and your, right? your yeah. water bill. But uh, it's definitely cheaper than fixing, especially like you said, if it's just a little bit of a uh, difference, right? Yeah. And, and even though you put piers on your house, you still have to maintain your foundation. You're still going to have to water it. Because, you know, you can stop your house from sinking, but you can't stop it from floating up. Oh, okay. So you always want to keep it, you know, moist. And so uh, let, let's go back a little bit. So who is Carlos, man? What, uh, how do you end up do, uh, getting in the foundation business? What, what's, your, what's been your trajectory, I guess? When I first started, I got this job temporarily until I found another job. What, what did you do before? I was building awnings, you know, uh, screen okay. rooms, uh, solariums. I went to school for Sears, sent me to school. And then Texas Aluminum, I went to school to build, uh, you know, awning screen rooms, uh, the solar 3000 roofs and stuff okay. like that. And then I met this guy and I went to work with him, you know, leveling houses. And I just stayed working there. I worked with him 13 years. Wow. I went out of business. Wow. And then you started your own company. Correct. And when I was working for him, I, was, I, I became self-employed. Okay. And uh, so I, I worked for the company, I was self-employed. So you, you became contractor. a contractor? Yeah. Basically, you'll stay busy with your own stuff, but when he had work, you went and knocked it out for him? And no, I worked 100% for the company. Okay, but you you were just a subcontractor, just like right. we got our guys. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I asked him for a raise, and he said, well, I can't give you a raise. If you want to make more money, you need to work more, you know, be a self-contractor. Self self yeah. So he, he, he loaned me a vehicle, a truck, and loaned me some tools until I got on my feet. Man, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So how long have, we, have you owned uh, Do-Right Foundation now? Uh, Do-Right's been, uh, I officially became Do-Right in 2004. Okay, almost 14 years. Yeah. yeah. 14, 15, going to 15 years. Yeah. Um, and do you do all sorts of work, you know, like slab and grade and pier and beam foundations? Correct. I do, you know, put piers on slabs and on on house on blocks. Okay. Which one, if you were to build your dream house, would you build it build it slab on grade or would you build it in sticks or uh, pier and beam? I would put it up on pier and beam. Why is that? Because of the plumbing. If I ever have to adjust it, I could just crawl under it and jack it up. That That's good that someone that does foundation for a living is saying that because, you know, you get like, it's like everything in life. You know, some people hate it. They, they don't, they, they only want to see, you know, slab on grade foundations and some people love them you know especially if they grew up in a slap on their uh, slap on grade foundation or pier and beam house uh they they tend to love it because they know how to work it like you said you know you got a plumbing issue you get under the house fix it yourself um you got you got to level the house sometimes you get a jack a hydraulic jack and you put a chin there and you know done Correct. but um you know since we do rehabs on both pier and beam and slab on grade foundations when I'm showing the houses as a realtor, when we finish doing them, sometimes, you know, people that walk through a pier and bean foundation, they don't get it. They're like, oh, 
the house is still kind of like feels like that and they don't understand the that's the nature of it you know you have to level every so often and it's never gonna be you know well probably after do right goes and does your foundation it's gonna be perfectly leveled but after a couple of years it's normal right to, yeah, to sure. you know move a little bit i had a house that i don't know how many times i i leveled it right yeah and it was just me i will go there and get it with the jacks and jack it all up and i had a bunch of little jacks man i had i don't know a hundred of them probably um and i would just go and jack them all up jacking them all and then that's it it would be level and one time i remember and i know this is kind of like redneck right i went and left the jack in place and I pulled concrete over. I said, the hell with it. I was just gonna stay like that, you know? And, you know, and it worked. That's not, that's but then I sold the house with all the jacks in there, right? Um, and you know, for a long time, we were buying houses and the reason why we would pick them up is because the other investors will shy away from Peter Beam houses. That's where I want to go next. Talk about, you know, most of the people that listen to our show are investors. Correct. Should they be scared of buying houses with foundation problems? Because it's like, it's, it has like a stigma that, oh, it's so expensive. You know, you're going to spend, I don't know, 15, 20, $25,000 fixing the foundation. <laughs> <laughs> what can you tell those investors that are looking at a house and they're shying away just because it, it, it has foundation problems? I would say 98% of the houses can be fixed. I mean, it, it, it might, you know, be a little expensive, but I mean, they can be fixed. Okay. And I, I know we're not going to talk numbers here, but generally speaking, just for one pier, if it's laminate and you need to raise it, just one pier. What's the going rate in the Houston area? And you don't have to be specific. This is 2019, by the way. If you yeah, to one, you're watching this I video mean, in 2025. I mean, if, if you're gonna go with like Ocean or Duets, all the big companies, you're gonna spend anywhere from from 350 to to a thousand dollars per pier. Per pier. Yeah. Per pier. Ooh, okay. I just looked at a house. It was 19 piers, and they wanted 25,000 dollars, and that was Ocean. Wow. Oceans. Wow. That's expensive. What about what about pier and beam? You know, when you have a house sitting on on sticks or stills, whatever they call it, are those tech, uh, you know do, do those tend to be cheaper than your concrete slab? I, I find grade? out that you know, from an investor perspective, it's more expensive to fix pier and beam homes because by the time you get to them, they're all rotten. You know, and, and you, you have, have to replace wood, replace a bunch of beams and a bunch of decking, but that's where the money is. Yeah, and you don't know what you're going to get into on a house on, on pier and beam until you open it up. Open it up. So once you give your bid, you know, I'm not, I, don't, I hate to go in and get my bid and then come back and say, switch horses in midstream. Yeah, and ask for and more say, money. I need more money. Right. Because it's not the customer's fault that I underbid the job. Mm -hmm. So I, I try to go in and bid the job fairly, but at, at where I feel I'm going to make money and do the job correctly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because once I give my bid, you know, I, I hate to go back on my word. Is, you know, it's not ethical to do that. Right. I guess you could always, you know, just put like... The, well, like, should be I'll no, give you an example. So, with uh, Tony just bought a house in West Columbia, right? Mm -hmm. And I referred the job to Carlos. I said, Carlos, go check this out. By the way, you can open the flooring. I don't care how much you destroy so you can bid it right. And so he did. He went over there and opened up some squares around the house and he gave him a bid. And I walked the, the job and the house was completely level. Which is, you know, just Ricardo gave a good tip. If you're an investor and you know you're going to be replacing the floors anyway, 
let the uh, the people beating your foundation open holes and you'll get a better down to the dime uh, estimate of the repairs if they are allowed to see what's underneath the house, correct? Correct. And oh. sometimes the, the wood will look good and it'll be dry rotted. Can and you explain a little bit what that is? Dry rotted is when there's no cross ventilation under the house and it holds moisture so it rots the wood and you can look at it and it'll look brand new. But when you touch it, it's mushy oh, it's and mushy. okay, yeah. I get it. And a lot of houses, I can walk through a house and, and feel what's going on with it. I'm, I'm a big guy, you know, I can, yeah. if the floor feels spongy to me, there's something going on underneath. You, you, you jump two or three times and say, yeah, okay, I'll, this I'll, is I'll, the I'll estimate to fix it. it. Yeah. I don't know if I'll <laughs> jump, but maybe try to <laughs> bounce a little bit, right? You know, and I'll, I'll bounce a little bit and I, I can feel it. I've, I've been doing it so long, you know, I, I can basically tell, you know, what's going on mm -hmm. with it. Yeah, that reminds me of a house also in West Columbia that um, some of our investors fixed a lo long time ago, but it had a room, an addition in the back. And when you walk into, that was the master room. I'm talking about the house in um, 16th Street, I believe. Yeah, yeah the, the greenhouse. The greenhouse, yeah. When you walk in the master room, it felt like it was you were bouncing. And when you got underneath, you, you, you could see that whoever did the addition, they only put like a joist every 24 inches or something so they were too spread apart and you know it, it felt like that but that's an easy fix right you just get underneath add more yeah you can add more floor Wait, mm -hmm. one in between everyone and and yeah they'll make it so let me ask you a question carlos what is the first thing that somebody should look for to determine that the foundation needs to be repaired uh, let's say the house doesn't have any cracks. Like, but that's the first thing, right? You got cracks. Oh, you know, th there's a yeah. there's a problem. But sometimes they don't have cracks because they hide it, right? Yeah. Somebody else went back and patched them all up, and so Wait. what can I look for as an investor to know? Okay, even though the drywall is in great conditions, these are the, the telltale signs that I'm looking for for foundation. What uh, I do when I walk in the house and I don't see any cracks, but I feel the floors off, I go look at all the doors. Right. I go like to the hallway and I'll open and close the door and I'll look at the striker and you can see if the striker has been moved because they'll caulk the top or they'll put putty on it. Right. And then you look at the top of the door, you know, if you got gaps on the top or at the bottom and I'll look at all the doors like that. Okay. And you know, it's like, uh, I let the house talk to me. I, I mean, you know, the guy that taught me how to, to give estimates, his dad had leveled houses for 40 years and they didn't have the equipment we have today. Right. So we actually need, own one of those things that you put in the middle of the house. The zip level? The, the zip, zip level, level, yeah. yeah. That's well, exactly I, what we well, have. I use a laser, but I have a zip level also. But back then, they didn't have the, that equipment. So they used a four-foot level and a measuring tape. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he walked with me, and he would always tell me, the house will talk to you if you listen to it. And Same I, thing with the windows, right? You can look at, if the windows correct. don't open or they don't close for some reason, it, it might be and shifted. You, and you can step back in the room and look at the windows, and you can see if they're cocked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what I do. I walk outside and look at the gaps in the windows if they've been caulked or, you know, stuff like that. You can see it. Well, I, I went to this house on Saturday, right, that we put on the contract, and it the foundation's been repaired. And I was just telling Carlos prior to the show, mm -hmm. as I look, man, I went to this house, they got a, you know, they got a warranty from the previous company, but I know that foundation needs to be reworked. Uh, especially going from the kitchen to the living room, it's like that. And, but there's no cracks anywhere because somebody, maybe Patch when it. they remodeled, remodeled the house, they, they patched it all up. Um, and it's still fairly new to where it hasn't come apart. But I can tell that the foundation is going like that. And I'm pretty sure if you throw a ball, it's just going to, you know, 
And yeah. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, go ahead. Well, I looked at a house on Saturday too. It was like that. And the lady said, my house needs to be leveled. And uh, so I, I went and looked at it. And, and the floor was off two inches. She had an engineer wow. and it was two inches off. And I shot the elevation with my laser, but all the windows were level. I put my level in the window. I had my took my four foot level, wow. and I put it in the window. There was no cracks in the bricks, no gaps, no nothing. That's what happened in the Sweeney house. And the fireplace was level. So I told the lady, I said, "There's nothing I can do here. If if I level your house, I'm just gonna put piers on it, and you know, just drive it and shim it and then walk away. That's all I can do." I said, "You'd be throwing your money away." I said, "I think I feel that the house is built like this." And I said, "You know, the the engineer told you that it was two inches off, and I agree with him." But we don't know how the slab was poured when the house was initially built. And uh, so we just had a house like that, then. Yes. Yeah. We're just finishing a house um, in Sweeney that flooded, and there were no cracks anywhere. All the doors are level, windows are level, the, the chimney is level, all the brickwork outside, no cracks anywhere in the house. But when the guys were going to start installing tile and they start, you know, doing their measurements, yeah they noticed that there was a big difference in elevation from where the fireplace is to the last bedroom. The only problem is that you mentioned too, in this house is five inches. God, no. And we looked all over the place. I brought the zip level out and everything is level but the floor. So we had no other choice but to put a topping, make a step right in the middle of the house. We make a step of two inch step and we Level the entire thing with a uh, basically concrete and sand mixture, yeah. and then yeah, lay yeah. the tile. Because I mean the house is level. It's just that the foundation, whoever poured the foundation, was either drunk or on some sort of drug, and they poured the foundation like that. Or going. They didn't get an inspection. Yeah, <laughs> they just let, did it however they, they felt like. So what else can I look for, Carlos, to determine that there is foundation work needed in the property yeah, on a slab foundation? On a slab, like I said, you just look at the windows, doors. Uh, I can usually walk, with me, I can walk on the floor and I can basically tell right. you about how far the level is just walking on it. And uh, but mostly I just look at the doors, the windows, I walk outside and look at cracks, I look in the ceilings, uh, you know. And I, I'm the same way, I just don't know how much, right? Or or where I need, a pier needs to be. I just know that it needs work, right? Because it's either going like that, so I got a pretty good sense on how level the floor mm -hmm. is. Uh, although on that Sweeney house, I never paid attention to that because I didn't see any signs and I didn't feel like the foundation was going a certain mm -hmm. way. Um, but what about like kitchen cabinets and things like that? Do the they kitchen, also... Yeah, the cabinet doors, they'll be, on a, you can look at them, they'll be like that. Right. You know, they'll, they'll be staggered. And tile, like backsplash tile or tile in the bathrooms, they, they start, they you know, the, the grout starts cracking. Um, so those are all telltale signs that you might have to call Carlos here to get you a quote for your foundation work. I'm gonna, go ahead, Ricardo, you have a question? I, I have, I think probably one of the last questions, Carlos. How soon in the Houston market, again, if you're somewhere else, it might be different, but in the Houston market, when do you start seeing problems on brand new houses? So let's say houses built two, three, four, five years, 10 years, around what time is, in, you know, on average. How long does it take for a house to shift? To, to start, yeah, to start showing signs. About and 10 years. 10 years. And it's funny you say that, because the guy that I, I worked for that taught me how to little houses, he, he would tell me all, every new house, all the houses that are built new, he said, they're all potential customers. Of course, every, and, uh, I mean, every single house. that's stayed wow. in my mind. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and, and the reason I asked that question, Carlos, I'm gonna ask you is, 
and this is my personal house you know my house is brand new construction it was built in 2014 so it's it's go it's gonna be five years now in june and i've already had three windows cracked and i don't know if it's the windows are really cheap but no one opens or closes them they just crack on their own so i have already replaced two windows and this week my my daughter says like hey come to my bedroom and i'll be damn another this is the third window that's cracked and it's not like someone threw a door I, i'm guessing the it, foundation it is shifting but shouldn't the windows have some play maybe to you know it, i don't know to so so a little change doesn't crack a window and in, in your case they probably didn't leave any play in it they probably snug it all up tight because it should have a little caulk in it well the windows are nailed to the framing too so it might not have any play in it hmm. and it move if the ground like you know with the weather you know it floats up and down and with the stress of it floating up and down it, it could crack the windows yeah because it's three windows now in a five-year-old house and well, you know, I would hate to think that the foundation will have to be well, corrected you, you pretty need soon. You start watering down the foundation. I, I will, you know, glad that Carlos I'll is have here. Carlos go one day and tell you exactly how you need to water it down mm -hmm. and where to put the hoses and all that, right? I'll have yeah, to. Can, uh, yeah. Actually, you can sell it on your finance and let the next guy do it, you know? <laughs> let the next guy do it. Just chase the windows up and, and let him do it. But say, look, by the way, you need to water the foundation and then he's gonna look at you like all weird like what yeah i think it was something that was more common back in the day in the houston area but nowadays the new people that are moving into the town they don't know anything about, about water and foundation and maybe you'll get more work in the next 10 15 years because people are not watering it and then that's what happens in the drought season i get a lot of calls and i rarely work for the public i mostly just work for investors but i'll have random people call me Mm -hmm. you know, they'll see my website on the internet or something and they'll call me and uh and that, that's when it happens because they don't water the foundation mm -hmm. the, okay. ground, the ground will shrink it'll dry up and shrink and your house will settle now is there let's say i have a limited budget is there a way to avoid foundation problems whatsoever in the houston area can you drive piles down to bedrock or something if you're building your house builder's piers would be the way yeah. to go i'd do it like every eight feet every eight feet you uh, put a and how deep you need to go they, they go up to 30 feet and they'll put a i think it's like a, a two inch i mean a two foot shaft with a three foot bell on the bottom of it so oh. they'll be you know yeah they spread out at the bottom uh, and don't don't have them not attach it to the slab it, it'll float on top okay so i guess the reason they don't do that in every house is because houses will be absurdly expensive correct hmm. it'll be too expensive but if you had the money and you don't want well, to deal with the foundation. Like that house in Freeport we're building, right? We drove piers down and they're 35 foot in the ground. Oh, but that's different because it's coastal. You're right next to the water. and Right, uh, but still, how much is just that one process, right? Mm -hmm. Just to build, dr drive those piers down. Yeah. So, okay. You have any questions for Carlos? No. How do we get in contact with you, Carlos? I can call my office at 713. 498-1937. and your, your website is DoRightFoundation.com, right? Correct. Do you have a Facebook page as well? Yeah. Make sure you go on his Facebook Facebook page, hit like, send him a message, say the Renovating Riches guy sent you, or the cash flow marketing events. You're gonna see his uh, logo in our website pretty soon, and we're gonna put a link from our website to his website, that way uh, he knows where you're coming from, and uh, he get, gives you preferred discount. 
<laughs> because he's working. Now, actually, you know what? I compare your bids to other foundation companies, and you're 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 pricing right. You know, I mean, you're not trying to get rich in one; you're trying to get rich in a bunch of them. I'm sorry. No, and he said it that he works mostly for investors yeah. more than the retail market. So he knows your business. If you're an, uh, an investor listening to the show, and, and my goal is more is not not more monetary. It's more in getting clients. Right, long term relationships, repeated clients. Um, so make sure you go visit with Carlos. He's he's done a, a couple of houses for us now, and he's done a great job. I went and checked out on the work myself. In one he forgot to put the shims, but that's okay. We will make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you know, some cities, I don't even know why they do that, because some cities will require them, oh, some other the, cities. The, 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 li about the, the little shields. The yeah. little shims for the, for the, the termites. termites. Yeah, yeah. termite shields. Um, but I'm pretty sure termites are going to find a way up anyways. They'll, they'll mound around it and climb right. up on there. It's, most people just, you know, they let the uh, ground go above the uh, six inches that clearance that you have. And as soon as they smell the wood, they'll build a way to get yeah. to it. So yeah. if you don't want problems with termites, just make sure that the ground is six inches under uh, the first uh, two by four that's laid there. How many foundations have you done all together, man, since you uh, started? My career, I estimate about 5,000. 5,000. That's 5,000 houses. And that's that's 5,000 experience. Just <laughs> when we started my company, but. When I worked at that other company, I, I probably, I, I would say close to 10,000 Okay, wow. In my whole career that I've been doing. Wow. All right, so our producer is making all sorts of gestures so we can finish this uh, this interview. Carlos, we want to thank, thank you, you, first of all, all for right, the thank podcast. You. And right. thank Appreciate you for you. being a sponsor of the yeah. event in Katy and the event in spring. If you come to our, one of our events and you see Carlos, you say hi. Appreciate the beer, Carlos. He doesn't and, drink, but he's buying you one. So. And, and ask him any questions I might have forgotten. <laughs> yeah, feel free to ask me any questions. All right. All right, thank you. You have a great day. Don't forget to hit share, like, and subscribe. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye. All right, thanks, everyone.